three weeks of not meeting Steve Vines at this time every Thursday. I kind of hoped that when and we can I say when what we a relief did, that's been. <laughs> I hoped it would be sort of to talk about cracks in the pavement, not, yeah. not people's yeah. bodies. Anyway, good to be back with you, well, Steve. Well, that was a song about not feeling the love. Exactly. No <laughs> other love. Yeah. Uh, um, gosh. Well, I mean, this isn't the big news of the week, but it just tells you a little bit of something. You know what? Any company that is terminally up the um, swanny, oh, okay. up the swanny, that's a word you can use on radio, uh, or any government that's up the swanny does, they sack the flack. They don't. They don't actually solve the problem. They go, "Who's our PR spokesman?" That's the problem. The PR hasn't been right. So it it now seems it hasn't been officially confirmed that Kathy Chu, who is apparently the head of the government information services or whatever it's called this week, um, is going to be asked to walk the walk. She's going to be asked to walk the walk because isn't, apparently isn't the x man or, or I, I was going to say because apparently the, the government's image hasn't been good honestly i don't know how they got that it's idea it's all her fault it's all her fault the teresa cheng the, the the worst justice secretary since the word was even invented isn't sacked john lee who's apparently still the secretary for security who hasn't been seen in ages apparently he's on nose picking duties somewhere in 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 Uramuchi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kathy, uh, what, what's the name? Uh, what's the name of the uh, chief executive in name only? Uh, that woman who, who who comes on television occasionally has a little cry and goes away. Oh, that's right, Carrie Lamb. She's not been sacked, but they're sacking the flack. Oh my God! I right. mean, you know. Anyway, but the big thing. Let's get on to the big thing. I found myself this week in a very unusual situation. Which was agreeing. No, no, it wasn't that unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Which was agreeing with Yang Gang, the the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office spokesman, who said very bluntly. In fact, he said it. I think it was yesterday that we're at a critical moment. And boy, you know, well, there's you been. You don't a, need an O level in woodwork to work that one out. You probably you. don't. But you know, it, he is he he is right on that. If absolutely nothing else, and I think what is. Uh, I'm trying to not, I, I don't want to be one of these alarmists, but I think what is so worrying about this is that, that from Beijing um, and, and through that spokesman they have here, the CNO, the chief executive in name only, they, 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 the only thing that is being talked about now is what level of violence should be used against the protests. You know, they're talking about rolling out the shiny new anti-riot vehicles. Well, in fairness, Steve, social media is. You know what I mean? No, no, they are. They are too. I mean, that it doesn't come out of the ether. They're not. It, it's social media didn't create the the big PLA exercises that and the People's Armed Police exercises that have been going on in Shenzhen. Social media reports it and and no doubt amplifies it, <laughs> which perhaps is what you're talking about. I am. Yeah. It does get amplified ever so slightly, but I mean, there is a basis for this and. I'm not one of these alarmists who say we'll wake up tomorrow morning and find the PLA all over our streets in Hong Kong. Well, some would say, anyway. Yes, yeah, some, some rumour on that front is, is rife. But I am one of the people who would say that, that, that the, the threat of that and the deliberate ranking up of the tension is coming very much from the government side. Now, unfortunately, on the other side of the equation... You've got two things happening. One is idiots. Gosh, who knew there were idiots involved in the protest? Who I think just simply have lost the plot. I mm -hmm. mean, what on earth was the point of stopping people um, departing by air from from Chetlakot? I 
I it makes a point. That's exactly the point, I think. I think their point was the um, bring bring to the world's attention what's going on in Hong Kong. Airport's a good place to do it. Now, I was there at the weekend, yeah. and actually I was there for a long time at the weekend watching what was going <laughs> funnily, on, yeah. funnily enough. Also, they had air conditioning. <laughs> and what I saw was a very large number of people peacefully protesting inside the arrivals hall. And what I also saw was a lot of people coming through, I mean, visitors to Hong Kong, yeah. taking the leaflets, talking to the protesters. It was all very amicable. If anybody tells you anything What time else, of day are we talking? We're talking about um, Saturday afternoon, okay. essentially. Um, if anybody tells you anything else, they simply weren't there because that was the atmosphere. But to change that into what happened on Monday, which was stopping people leaving. That, I think, was a big mistake. Mm. Now, people were angry. I understand that. They were angry over this woman who was hit in the eye and might possibly lose her eye as a result of being hit by a dum-dum bullet, or I'm not quite sure exactly what she Beanbag was hit round, by. Apparently. Was it? Yeah. Apparently. I don't know. One of those. I mean, the fact of the matter is she may lose an eye. I mean, you, 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 you put that on top of the fact that we now have a toll of six suicides which appear to emanate from these protests. I mean, the, the, the atmosphere is febrile. I mean, that, that doesn't reveal something that everybody doesn't already know. And so you have got, I think, highly irresponsible, stupid people at the forefront of the protests. And, of course, you've got agent provocateurs. I don't think now there's any serious doubt about that. The police themselves, incidentally, say oh yes, we have got it's an unusual situation, we have got people out of uniform mingling in with the protesters. They're saying that openly. They also said this week that they've been using out-of-date tear gas canisters but that well, doesn't matter. they must matter. be running out by now. Well, I was going to say, um, buy shares in that company because, boy, Hong Kong is a big consumer. Um, you know, and the extraordinary thing is that the Sino, poor old Carrie Lam, actually said at a press conference this week, when asked about police action, oh, well, it's not, I, I, I can't control what the police do. Wait a minute. I can't control what the police do? You, madam, are the chief executive of Hong Kong, albeit in name only, but you still hold the title. Still got the keys, you've you? still got the keys, you've got the big office and you've got the car. And with that, Essentially, with that, is control of the police force. You can't stand in front of the people of Hong Kong at a press conference and say, oh, I don't know what the police are doing. Um, it's all very difficult out can, there. Can I throw something in here as a sidebar? I mean, when we watch, I mean, joking aside, when you watch TV dramas like The West Wing and stuff, yeah. there's very often the time when the president isn't told something, so he has plausible deniability. Yeah. Uh, you've got a bunch of, shall we say, colleagues who may not be from Hong Kong working with you. Plausible deniability, if that is the case. Well, plausible deniability also means plausible ignorance. Well, yeah. And that isn't much of a defence. I mean, the... the um, I just keep going back to this because it's always in my mind. The, the, the defence secretary of the day, who was in office when um, Argentina invaded the Falkland Islands mm. and didn't know about it, so he says... But the first thing he did was resign. said, look, it doesn't really matter whether I did or didn't know about it. I'm the man who is sitting in the office. I'm responsible for it. The only honourable thing for me to do is to resign. And resign he did very promptly. I think it was Francis Pym. So you don't get that with this government. We don't know what's going on. We're not responsible for going on. And boy, 
we're certainly not resigning just because things have gone a little wrong. Uh, you, you know, we'll kick out the flack. You know, this hapless woman, Cathy Chu. She might not be hapless. I mean, she, it just seems who a bit, knows? It just seems who a bit knows? odd to fire the PR person. Who knows? I mean, it's, Talk it's about deck chairs on the it, Titanic. It, it, it is, yes. Yes, we're back to, other than that, Mrs Lincoln, did you enjoy the show? <laughs> exactly. I mean, we are really at that, um, that level of, of, of proceedings. But, I mean, um, it is interesting that, that this government... Um, has not appointed an information coordinator. I know that PR is, you, you know, is the ultimate um, refuge of scoundrels. But but the fact of the matter is that at least you make the attempt to communicate. Now I know that's not happening. I know that some very dangerous things are happening. But let's just look at things from the democratic side of the fence. There are definitely people in the traditional democratic leadership who are, who are scared of um, being outflanked by the radicals who are leading these demonstrations, so they are keeping still. There are people in the democratic leadership who have a rather more honourable attitude to this, and they say, look, we're in the middle of a, an enormous fight, this is not the time to create division in the ranks. I understand that. But then there are people, and do you notice how little credit they get for this? Like Fernando Zhang, Kwok Kar Wai, who were at the airport when these two mainlanders were were beaten up, mm. trying to stop it happening. I mean, bodily trying to stop it happening, telling the protesters this was a big mistake. They weren't just sitting like Priscilla, whatsoever her name is, who we've just heard on the news bulletin, saying a naughty word, saying a naughty word, and saying conciliation, conciliation. I mean, you know, oh, go away. Um, they were actually there where it where it cost them um, something more than than you know hot air floating out into the ether. They actually tried to do something about it. So I do think that the people who are genuinely the core of the democratic movement have to say to some of the more radical and, I think, downright stupid protesters, you're not part of us. There's millions of us who come out. We'll see how many people come out on Sunday, for example, at the demonstration, which has yet because the police now mm. are so emboldened that they, they, they're just banning demonstrations left, right and right. And so it's, it's, it's yet to get approval from the police, a so-called letter of no objection. We'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, I assume that will be another very big demonstration. I would be really, really happy if it was a very big and very peaceful demonstration oh, yeah. because the overwhelming majority of people do not want to get involved in argy-bargy. I mean, I, I know that sounds obvious, but let's keep saying it in case anybody's lost the plot. The two million people who have turned out on a single demonstration in Hong Kong were marching peacefully throughout the streets. They didn't actually need policing. This, again, is overlooked in this fervour of characterising all protesters rioting. What has been overlooked is that people in Hong Kong are fundamentally peaceful, fundamentally law-abiding, fundamentally opposed to confrontation and that's what makes them so powerful do you know I've, I've i mean we're hearing all sorts of news and there's lots of stories about what's going on with the police this that and the other i mean the one thing we don't ever think about really is i mean th what's going on within their ranks so that let's just say the recruitment drivers won't be terribly successful in the future I, the guys must be going barking mad in some sectors i mean i, I wonder look, if we're going to see what the thai police did in 2013 yeah well, yeah. let's let's see about all. I mean, yes, there is a there is a very distinct human element to that. I mean, remember, Hong Kong has, in terms of um, policemen to number of population, has a very large police force. 
it's under enormous pressure. I imagine those um, men and women are working overtime through the through the sky at the moment. They're standing on the streets in great big heavy gear. And not just those guys, by the way. Not just the blokes in the gear. I mean, it's <coughs> no. got to be run from somewhere, hasn't it? I, 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 I think, you know, all, all, all levels of the police force, I'm quite sure, are under extreme pressure at the moment. They're very poorly led. I mean, that's something which you do hear coming, eking out from, from the ranks. The poor leadership, they're the battering ram. Who wants to be a battering ram? Who signed up? To be the battering ram who signed up to to be the only force in hong kong which is still functioning as a government i mean you know the government isn't functioning as a government the only thing that's functioning is the police force now they are out of control i'll give you an example of this and i i don't want to give examples from things that i haven't personally witnessed on saturday again um i went from the airport to daiwai near sha tin uh, because you, nowadays, you, 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 you know, on, on, on Saturday, there were at least, a, I think, something like a dozen, maybe 16 guerrilla demonstrations in various districts. So uh, we were actually driving along out to uh, Taipo, I think, but, you know, just, just heard that, that there was something kicking off in Taiwan. So just arrived, and the police had just arrived at the same time. And normally... What happens is the police form a line, they, they, they issue a warning if, if indeed it's on. What happened here was the police trundled out their vans. This is, I saw it because I was standing behind them, and immediately started firing off tear gas. Immediately started firing off these, uh, which I still call dumb dumb bullets. But no, that's they, a different thing. That's a, a different very, thing? very dangerous different well, thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. The, these, um, what are they called? I can't remember. Beanbag rounds. Beanbag know. rounds. Anyway. Um, that, but that happened immediately, um, without warning. Uh, the, well, it happened simultaneously with warning, I should say. So, so they did it and they put up the warning at the same time. And I thought, gosh, we must have stumbled into a protest of thousands of people. So they were thundering down the road. And uh, a few of us hacks were, 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 were temerously thundering down behind them. There was hardly anybody there. And I thought, what sort of overreaction is this? This is the centre of Taiwan, very near to the um, MTR station, very close to the central shopping area where the markets are and, and have you. So there's all these hapless citizens gasping for breath, yeah. eyes watering, all all very unpleasant. And tear gas, let me remind anybody who hasn't experienced it, is staggeringly unpleasant. And I'm just thinking, what? I mean, what is going on here? There is a level of out-of-controlness among the force. Who commanded them to do that? I don't know. And, of course, um, the, 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 I, I, I understand this. The police weren't that happy to see us. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the, the media. Right, we're going to go to the news in about a minute. So if you want to get in touch, morningbrew at rthk.hk. Just read out this email, would you, from Douglas? And then, and then you can get stuck into it after yeah. the news. So Douglas says... He, he, he's um, looking at Article 14 of the Basic Law, which says the government of Hong Kong may, when necessary, ask the Central People's Government for assistance from the garrison in the maintenance of public order and in disaster relief. Mm -hmm. Now, Article 14, uh, 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 as Douglas points out, is a very important article. And the key thing here is that the PLA isn't supposed to come in without a request from the Hong Kong government. Now, whether the current Hong Kong government is able <laughs> to, to, to pick to, up a phone, to, to pick up a phone without instructions, I don't know. He then looks at 
um, Article 18. He points out Article 18, which says, in the event that the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress decides to declare a state of war or by reason of turmoil in Hong Kong, which endangers national unity or security beyond the control of the government of the region, decides that the region is in a state of emergency, the central government may issue an order applying the relevant national laws in the region. Mm -hmm. So this is two things. One is the <coughs> two stages. One is the government is supposed to request the PLA to come in or not. The second is basically they suspend, suspend the law here and say we're now under mainland law right, because you, it's a state of emergency. You inwardly digest. We'll come back to that. Stick around, Douglas, if you're still with us. We're going to get to the news. OK, Steve, let's take it on from there. So your, your take on that mail. Yeah, so um, just just before the bulletin, we, we, we were reading an email from Douglas. And, and what he was highlighting is the constitutional position as far as intervention of the mainland if Hong Kong goes, as they say, out of control. I think the important thing to, to recognise here is, and um, I, I, as it so happens, spoke to this about Martin Lee, to, with Martin Lee last week, who, if you remember, was one of the drafters of the basic law at a time when the government still spoke to Democrats. And he said a lot of effort was put into these two clauses because it was thought at the time, and we're talking about the mid-80s now when the, when the basic law was being drafted. Mm. Oh, sorry. No, no, the, 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 the early 90s, sorry, I've got the date wrong, uh, when the basic law was being drafted. Um, that, that um, uh, well, it was also in the 80s, sorry, anyway. The fact, when the basic law was being drafted, let's, let's put it there. Yeah. Um, that the, the, a lot of care and attention was paid to this because, you know, Hong Kong was going to be under Chinese sovereignty. So obviously the constitution had to provide provisos for emergencies in which the territory of Hong Kong would be deemed to have slipped out of control. But he said it was very clear to the people who were drafting the basic law that the whole incentive, the whole um, initiative for invoking this type of emergency legislation should come from, from the Hong Kong SAR itself. It shouldn't be imposed from Beijing. Now, we now have a situation where the Hong Kong SCR government will do whatever it's told to do by by Beijing. Yep. But at the time, there was some lingering, lingering optimism that the SAR government wouldn't just be a, a cipher for whatever was happening in Beijing. It would indeed be um, a, 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 an autonomous body, which is incidentally what the basic law says it should be. It isn't. I mean, it isn't even vaguely that. Very interesting how annoyed Carrie Lam got at a press conference this week when asked by a Reuters reporter, in, in, insistently asked by Reuters, even if you wanted to withdraw the um, fugitive, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the um, extradition bill, uh, could you do it without Beijing's um, approval? She just refused to answer it. Hmm. All that she would say, very interestingly, was, oh, but I have the, I have the support of of the the authorities in Beijing, she doesn't even now claim to have the support of the people of Hong Kong because you know irony doesn't quite stretch that far. Mm. But her main line of defence now is don't worry, they support me, they support me. Well, as I always say, remember our friend Mr. Lenin who said, yeah, she supported like the rope that supports the hanging man. Oh. 
cruel, right. cruel but true. Let's go to a non-email from a boy in blue, or rather, T-shirt, jeans and Dr. Martens. Right. Uh, he said, what's so unusual or unacceptable about using undercover cops? I must agree with him on that one. I mean, history, you know, it's a standard operational thing. Anyway, wait till yeah. I do this. Yeah, I mean, it's you do what you can, right? The second one, he said, there were never two million on the, on the second march, one million at most. He said, the lads are, to quote Priscilla's term, shall we say, fed up with senior management. Um, and he said, you stumbling into the use of tear gas in Thai Wai, he said, that means you probably don't know what happened there prior to your arrival. I did, actually. Boom! That, uh, the, He's well, not trying to pick a fight. No, 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 but can, is, can I just say, one of the things journalists do is you ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked the question. All right, so, then. so I, the, the, the there were some road blockages, that's what happened in Taiwan. I mean, you know, the, 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 I, I know the cops always say, oh, journalists don't know anything, but well, right. trust me. <laughs> Most of them don't. No. Except for me. No, but seriously, I mean, we do ask the questions. Come on, come on, come on. You know, we will respect your professionalism. I think maybe you could do the same. Right. But, um, yes, what's wrong with using undercover cops? Nothing. All's fair in and all that. Nothing. But you can't have it both ways. You can't have the cops complaining of people resisting arrest from somebody who doesn't look like a cop. From a bloke in yeah. the street. I mean, you know, you can't... You, come on. Come on, you know. I mean, you know, this this game, and it's not a game, it's a deadly serious thing, works two ways. What works two ways is that you identify yourself as a law enforcement officer and you make an arrest. You don't identify yourself as a law enforcement officer and suddenly say in the middle of beating somebody up, I'm an officer. By the way, know, you're nicked. By the way, son, you're nicked. You know, Good I night. mean, look, there's a high level of confusion and agitation going on. It's not a picnic out there. I do completely understand that. But, you know, all this all this moaning and groaning about how people don't understand. You would be surprised. And if this person is indeed a serving police officer, he would be surprised at the extent to which when you actually talk to the demonstrators, they understand what's going on in the police force. I mean, it's true that they're chanting at the police, you know, your your your, your, your triads. But, but the fact of the matter is that when you have a deeper conversation with people, they go, well, you know, I know how tired we are. I think how tired they must be, that sort of thing. See all this talk about plain clothes, this, that and the other. Fair play, but the elephant in the room seems to be the new fashion statement. These amazing, super-duper short haircuts yes. that <clears throat> some people seem to be yes. having. And those that is the elephant uh, in the room here. And those here. funny Cantonese accents. That that, that, is that, indeed, I mean, yeah. that is indeed the elephant yeah. in the room here. So, I mean, you know them. You know what? I mean, who... Yeah, you, I mean, the idea, the idea that somehow there aren't cadres operating in the, in, in the police force at this time is as fanciful as, as the revelation that Saturday is unlikely to follow Sunday. Honestly, yeah. get real. Well, there the, you go. The, I mean, that, the, that, that's, that's an interesting concern. I mean, mm. if, it's, if it's in fact true, but, I mean, there's some very different looking guys out there. Yeah. I have eyes too. Yeah. There really yeah. are. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's interesting, also in that email, he does say that there's a lack of confidence in, in, in the management of, of, of the police force, which I think is something that has been heard elsewhere as well. Can we go back to what Ben was talking about in the news? Steve, yeah. Steve you've written articles and books on the economy mm. and stuff. Take us down this avenue. Are we screwed? Well, we are, for real? Well, you, you know what? I mean, it, it never rains, but it pours. I mean, we happen to be in the middle of an extraordinary... Um, crisis which is which is developing in the world stock markets okay. i mean there there is anyway i mean regardless of what's happening in hong kong 
there is a loss of confidence in the idea that stock markets are going to be going up in the way that they have for the last decade. There is, is an extraordinary degree of um, attention being paid to the very peculiar bond market at the moment where long-term and short-term bonds have the same yields, which is always the sort of thing that happens when you've got a crisis and a collapse to occur. Yeah. And of course, in, in, in Hong Kong, even if you didn't have the protests on the streets, you'd have the trade war, which <coughs> has an enormous impact for obvious reasons on the Hong Kong or, stock market. Whatever he's doing with the trade war, or, X day and Y day. Yeah, I mean, why We're day? in, we're out, hokey cokey. And, 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 <laughs> and don't forget that the bigger players now on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange are indeed mainland stocks. So this has another effect on, on depressing share prices. So you've got that all coming together at the moment. We heard um, yesterday about <coughs> um, prices being reduced in, in, in uh, various property sales. I mean, yes, all of that is happening. I mean, maybe this is something which will finally get the attention of the of the Lamb administration. I mean, you know, people being people being bashed over the heads, getting excited about whether paint has or hasn't been um, slapped across the national emblem. That that's all very interesting. But my goodness, property prices going down. Oh, that's 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 really serious. Maybe we should do something. I mean, the, the point at which the facade of the government's refusal to change the extradition laws cracked was when the business community stood up and said, uh, well, wait a minute, that involves us. No, no, you can't do that. That's, we always thought these laws were for the little people, but this one might affect us. That's very, very bad. Have you got any so I think that, that this, it, it, it's all coming together. This may be exerting a form of pressure that the protests um, aren't. Have you got any thoughts on Cathay taking what some would say is yet another king's shilling? Well, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. So re remember Cathay generates about half of its profits at the moment, not half of its revenue, but half of its profits from its business with the mainland. <coughs> so when the mainland coughs, Cafe splutters, mm -hmm. and they're spluttering in the most extraordinary way. They're, they they have agreed with the civil administration, the civil aviation administration, on the mainland that they have to supply the names and identification details of anybody on a flight going into mainland airspace. I mean, a most extraordinary demand, and they have to certify that these people haven't taken part in protests. Well, under the laws of Hong Kong, taking part in protests isn't illegal. They fired two pilots for being arrested, not for being convicted, for being arrested mm -hmm. during a protest. I mean, that seems to be... Do they have any uh, choice, though? I mean, I know where well, we're going I, with I, this, but well, talk they about obviously, devil they on obviously the deep blue sea. Not. I mean, they obviously think not. Incidentally, their biggest um, shareholder is, is a mainland entity, yeah. uh, China. So, I mean, on every front... They and and you saw the way that Melvin Swa went scuffling up to Beijing to say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Can I just say that loud? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they may well have no choice. So now the public's going to start boycotting <laughs> and so them. So now people are going to say <laughs> we're not flying on that cafe. But you know, it is it is extraordinary the extent to which China has been flexing its muscles over um, uh, business uh, over companies doing business in China. I mean, you've got. Coach, you've got Versace, you've got Disney, you've got IKEA, you've got Calvin Klein, you've got PwC, <laughs> you've got um, LLVMH, you've got Vivanchi. All of these people have been forced to make cringing apologies 
for some perceived insult but that's been going on for years no no but it's been ramped up that's all i'm saying i mean these are recent examples they're not taken from years ago um so here you've got the world's biggest country with the world's second biggest economy with people carefully monitoring adverts and newspaper signs to find out whether or not china has its map correctly stated i mean goodness me what sense of paranoia and insecurity but time and time you? again steve even when you i don't know anything you it still says um which country <laughs> hong kong I mean, yeah that's te- i know that's technically wrong forget I know, the politics i i, I, but know, it's still I know i'm forever filling in forms where they say which country are you from and it and it, when it drops down it says hong kong yeah but Anyway, I, I'm sure all those people should be shot without mercy, let's, remorselessly, as they always say in Beijing. Remorselessly let's just wrap up on something that's still to do with the money stuff. Some people would say, look, the only way to make people sit up here is to hit them in the pocket, and that's what we're alluding to. I'm not sure that's true anymore. I think a lot of people have now decided um, that they will they, they want to make a sacrifice for uh, for moving Hong Kong along in a more democratic way. Yeah, but. What makes the government sit up That's what is I'm not about, the people. Actually. Yeah, it's not the people. I mean, you know, all the time you hear Carrie Lam talking about destruction of property, not of people, but destruction of the stock market and property values. Boy, that gets her attention.